How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to yet another episode of Scales and Tales. Today we have the the one man army behind Throwback Baits. We have Kyle on. Um, I I I honestly I don't uh, I don't want to talk him up a lot because uh, I want him to do that, and I I feel like I've been doing that to a lot of people, and then I feel like uh, they kind of humble themselves. But I'm gonna let Kyle introduce himself, and then we uh, we're gonna hit on some talking points that I have for us today. Yeah, I'm not watch I'm probably not the best to talk about myself or hype myself up, but <laughs> I'm Kyle. Uh I'm the owner of Throwback Swim Baits. And uh yeah, I just started making baits probably about it'd be two years. Well, two years like this August. Okay. About a year officially since I released the Wake Walker. I think the first drop I did was like last April. So yeah, it's been a crazy ride. I mean, just kind of dove head first straight into this. Um, not intending to make a business from it at all, but always had a passion for fishing and fish for like my whole life and conventional really. And I guess I got the swim baits about two years ago. Um, just not, I mean, probably like a month after I threw my first swim bait when I was like, oh, I just want to carve one just for fun. Oh, really? I made, made the wake walker and just, yeah, it's, it's grown faster than I ever thought it could. And now it's a full-time business. So super pumped. Right. Damn, that's crazy that you went from a month of fishing swim baits to like, okay, I wanna, I wanna put my own twist on something, and fast forward. <laughs> it like wasn't even that. the first carving was like, I had, uh, I wanted like a, I think it was a DRT tiny clash. I wanted one so bad, but I was like, I'm not gonna pay. Back in like this is like two years ago, and I didn't know what swim baits yeah. were. So I was like, I'm not gonna pay 125 dollars. No way. Yeah. So I bought like a block of wood and I carved one <laughs> out of wood. <laughs> And hey, then I was like, oh, I feel bad, like ripping off some dude's design. So then I was like, I'll just carve my own lure. And that's when it, it just started from that. So um, did you have like, you got this block of wood, carved DRT, your your moral compass kind of kicked in a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did did you did you have an idea for design you wanted? Did you uh, did you like fishing like top water conventional stuff? And you're like, oh, you know what, why don't I why don't I kind of put my own twist on a a top water swim bait and kind of see see where that gets me. Yeah, yeah, I really liked. I mean, I've always loved like I fish everything, like fish jigs, fish worms, fish top water. But I've always like loved the top water bite. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was just like I I think I had done some research and realized like top water is kind of the easiest because you don't have to get to sink or anything. You just have to get it to right. Yeah, like I'll just start with something simple. I still have like the first sketch I did. I was like, I'm just gonna make a big head down to like a little tail just like kind of like a gill shad profile and i had the it was sketched out so rough and originally like the sketch i had like one joint on it so and i didn't know back oh, in the wow. day like i didn't know that was going to be like that would have been technically a glide if it was just two parts but yeah i had carved it and then cut the first joint and i was like oh, i'm just gonna cut one more joint farther back so it has some more movement and then it just kind of again just blossomed from failing having an idea of failing and then just adapting it to the next thing and here we are now when you started with this block of wood did you put it on a bandsaw with your rough rough sketch or did you just take a box cutter knife to it and just start whittling away yeah i i, I found a bandsaw for super cheap from this like old guy who did this <laughs> my, my favorite bandsaw ever it's like it was like 120 bucks but it was like this beautiful 19 i, don't, I think it was like a 2005 pretty old whatever wow. like but it was just like in pristine shape and I was so yeah. pumped to get it. And I went and got it and picked it up for literally for the reason of just cutting a piece of wood for me. So I 
cut out the rough shape and sat in my sat in my garage and have pictures of me just sitting there in my chair just whittling away. I used to like we used to go on uh, these boundary waters trips, which I don't know. You're from Michigan, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, so the boundary waters are like this it's this huge hundreds of miles of um it's only canoe areas. It's the BWCA, okay. so boundary waters canoe area, but there's no motors for like hundreds of miles and it's this big inner like interlocked lake system. Okay. That weaves in and out of Minnesota and Canada. So like you go up there and like you can only canoe, you can only kayak. There's no motors, there's no electricity. Wow. It's, it's amazing. Anyway, every time we'd go up there, I'd like find wood and just bring knives and just like carve stuff when I was a kid. So I've always like loved carving stuff. Uh-huh. I was I was like the I was like the Dwight Schrute when you whittle a knife with a knife. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like, like that progressive was- commercial, that progressive commercial <laughs> they've been playing where he whittles out the the actor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm always just like working with my hands. So it was like I have been a a photographer for seven years, and I really wasn't even like looking to change. But I was like, you know what? It'd be cool. It'd be cool to catch it. That was kind of my concept. It would be cool to catch a fish on something that I made. Right. Um, and so like I, uh, being from Michigan, obviously I'm sure you, uh, you do a lot of ice fishing or you did when you were growing up. Um, I kind of not necessarily bait making, but I ended up, um, probably eight, nine years ago, I got heavily into pike spearing and I made, I made a bunch of hand carved pike decoys and um it obviously not a swim bait or anything but still just i i know what it takes to carve a bait and so when i see like you or other guys carve these um not necessarily intricate lures but a lot more detail than like what a pike decoy had i'm always blown away i'm just like wow like that uh, i barely had the patience to carve little (laughs) baby in these in these pieces of balsa wood and these guys are out here doing eye pockets and gill pockets and all this i'm like holy piss i i I, uh, I know yeah i know how it goes but it's like it's funny when you say that because to me i'm like man if you get within like five feet of my baits the hand carved ones they're rough i'm like right yeah there's a reason i start i take pictures the way i do and make it look yeah i'm not gonna show you the details because you don't want to see them um so when so two years ago you make the uh make the wake walker out of the wood did you did you fish that for a little while catch fish on you're like okay and then kind of dabble in the uh i guess quote production side of bait making yeah i think i well i started in august and i don't think i honestly had it done until like the middle of winter because it was just like a slow moving project so when i actually and then when i got it carved i was like i had done enough research to like know that i didn't want to have it just be one bait i was like i want to make a resin lure out of this and it, so that yeah. for that i didn't even swim test the original wood one yeah because i literally carved it and then made my molds out of that and then i had uh once i got like the resin ones made it so those are the ones i started swim testing but yeah. it was only um in the spring when i had finally kind of like resurrected the wood bait and started i have it like hanging on my wall now but i'll fish it a little bit this summer um how long did it take you when you started making these uh, these resin baits, uh, how long did it take you to figure out your formula for those micro balloons and everything to make the Oof. bait float and everything? Quite a while. I mean, I, I'm I'm yeah. not very good at like starting projects and <laughs> not and not like finishing them if I'm excited about them. Right. My girlfriend laughs. She'd be like, "Because there's a lot of things I start and then I don't. If I start it and I lose interest, then I'm out. But if I start it yeah. and I have interest, like I don't sleep until it's done." Yeah, exactly. So I probably did 
I probably did 30 or 40 different baits just to get the waiting right. But it was probably like a couple days that I did that. I was just, I would just sit on my molds and just pour like 10 different variations. And yeah, but the thing that helped me a lot was um, like pouring a bait without any weight in it and then just gluing the weight of the bottom and seeing how it's floated in my sink. So that way I knew the next bait I poured. Okay. If I put five BBs in the bait, then I know I'm closer instead of just pouring like a bunch of into different like internally weighted ones, I just glued on the outside. So that kind of sped yeah. up the process, but yeah, there was definitely lots of, lots of um, failed attempts to get to where I am. <laughs> so you get it done around the springtime. You said, right. You get the, uh, you get your formula and everything down around the springtime. Were yeah. you the first one to catch a fish on it or did you send it out to some guys to, to test it out while, uh, while the waters are still kind of thawing out because for anybody who doesn't know Minnesota takes a while to thaw out. <laughs> yeah, I was the first one to fish it in my high school pool. I like that was the, that was where I swam tested for the first couple months cuz okay. I like got in touch with my old teacher and she was the, she was the pool captain or the pool coach or whatever. <laughs> swimming coach and she's like come on by. It was just weird. I like walked to my old high school with my rods and <laughs> giant swim bait rods and giant lures. Yeah. <laughs> she's just like watching me throw them in the pool. I'm like cool. Anyway, um, yeah, I think the first one to catch a fish on it was, oh, it was uh, Carson. Hooking Giants is his Instagram. Okay. Carson lives out of Jacksonville. And I got him an OG one that I painted in my like bank robber pattern. It's like all white with a black eye. And I'm not kidding you, dude. I got him the bait Friday. He says, I'm going fishing Saturday morning. He got it like four on Friday. He's like, I'm going fishing Saturday morning. And Saturday at like 9 a.m., he sends me a, a picture of the lure like in this tank of a bass and i'm and my first like thought was like he's just messing with me like he 100 yeah, yeah. caught that fish on like a drop shot and just stuck my lure in its mouth and i was like dude yeah. don't i said don't fuck with me i don't know if i can swear on here but i'm kind of a no concern. yeah yeah you can you're fine you're fine <laughs> i was like carson don't fuck with me he's like i'm not kidding you dude this thing just destroyed it it was an eight pound eight pounds even on my bait holy shit the first one ever caught first one ever caught and it's close. So like the the biggest so far is only eight two, which is also from Florida, my buddy Daniel. But like the the first one is pretty dang close to the biggest so far. I was like, I was just shocked, crazy, crazy. And then after That's that, tough. I had uh, I got one to Marshall down in Texas, my boy Marshall. Yep, yeah, and uh, yeah, he just like he's been such he's a been huge work in it. Yeah, dude, he's been such a like an essential part of throwback. Like I, he's the he's the diehard team member for sure. But yeah, he just like got that thing and was. It was just so so excited about it, and I didn't even uh-huh. none of my testers like Jake and Carson and uh, a couple other guys. I like, got the baits, and I didn't like ask for a lot. You know, I wasn't like, "Hey, you gotta grind this thing." Like you, right? I was yeah. Just like, yeah, here's a new bait. Let me know what you like about it. Let me know what you don't like. More importantly, and they're just getting flooded with pictures. I'm sure. Yeah, Marshall was Marshall just like took it out. He was like caught a fish on it. He sent me all these snaps, and he was like, "Dude." Or he sent me these videos on Instagram. He's like, dude, this thing doesn't work. He's like, every time I throw it in the water, a fish bites it. Something's wrong with it. Like, oh, you're good. And then he took it all on the on this river system that he fishes all the time and just did work with it. And I was like, oh, it's so cool. That was that is to the like still to this day the best part of making baits is seeing people catch fish on them. Can't stress yeah, that. Yeah, for up. sure. Um now for like you said that eight eight two was your biggest that you've seen caught on your baits? Yep. Yeah, my buddy Daniel uh, also lived in Florida, caught 8-2 on it. 
Jeez. Is um is Luke's the big that golf course one he caught? Is that the biggest northern strain fish you've seen so far? On yeah, your definitely, definitely. I've caught. I think I don't know. I don't bring a scale out a whole lot. Neither um, do I. I, don't worry. <laughs> A four on it maybe four and a half at the most last summer but yeah luke's was he didn't have a scale either because he it's just a, that golf course pond but i yeah. swear that thing was, like, it was six pounds dude dude that thing looked massive and that he said it was, was 22 inches and i'm like that thing was so thick yeah huge fish um, so i mean for anybody who hasn't looked if if you go on kyle's page and instagram page and scroll through like you have a lot of good painting skills like some of these baits like for i don't know if you've had prior background to painting but like i, I dig these paint jobs on all of them thank you i told marshall this the other day we were talking about that because he was like dude your paint's getting better and we're like finally i said but believe me if you do anything and i mean this if you do anything from scratch and do it every single day for 300 and like 65 days because i just started painting last april You'll get good yeah. at it. <laughs> yeah, I would. Like, trust me, yeah, it was literally, it wasn't until, like, this winter when I was like, I feel like I might have a style. I feel yeah. like I might. I'm looking at deep. these, I'm looking at these, uh, this trout, this trout style one you posted uh, the 21st of this month, and you got <laughs> that pearl one in the middle. That one on the bottom, that, like, rainbow trout color, that thing yeah. smacks. That thing is Thanks. legit. That was that was not my most enjoyable paint job. I'll be honest. That's probably like the least favorite. <laughs> that one on top, like that that sherbet color one with the purple, blue, yellow, yeah. pink, and white belly. That thing is legit too. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, that trout one was like brutal. I did ten of those, I, and I was uh, like, I should have done zero of these. I believe it. Every single dot um, is like a different dip back in this little puddle of black. That was oh, just yeah. That's that looks cool, but I'm like, cool. man, for someone who doesn't even fish trout waters, like I'm like, man. These Cali guys better love this, or East Coast, whoever, wherever the trout are. Right. So you, uh, your guys' waters up there. I, I have a buddy who, uh, who lives up in Duluth, and they have some, some uh, lakes with trout. Obviously, like Superior and stuff yeah. being right there. Where, where are you relative to the state as far as like your waters and stuff go? Where are you at in Minnesota? I'm in, uh, I'm in like 45 minutes west of the cities, like Minneapolis. In, in okay, like, okay. Called Monticello. And I grew up like 15 minutes from here. So I have like a pretty, I feel like yeah. I have a pretty good grasp on fishing within like the hour of me. And I have a cabin about 50 minutes even farther west. I mean, there's like, okay. I can't, I've talked to a lot of people about this and I, I never really grasped how good I have it until I, I fish Florida so many times. I fish, fish Texas now. Uh -huh. I fish Louisiana, I fish Missouri, I fish Kansas. I fish like a lot of these places that are like known for bass fishing, right? And like while the potential, like Texas for say, like the potential to have a 15 pound fish, like even multiple double digits just cruising around you is like, is unheard of, right? I never experienced that before. It's cool. Yeah. But the ability to like, to go out with big swim baits, and this is also new, I probably shouldn't be like like exposing minnesota but it is the most fun fishing i've ever like experienced and i feel like i can say that now because i've been enough places to where i've like can compare it but minnesota and marshall will like attest to this when he came up last year but like minnesota uh -huh. fishing with, with swim baits these fish are so dumb like northern strain fish are just so hungry oh my and i gosh, think it's yeah. because we have long winters these fish are like super opportunistic where it's like, okay, they know like an old fish, like a four, five pump fish. Like they're not afraid to eat. They're not dumb. Like, a, like 
relate a, a, a five or six pound fish up here to like a 10, a 10 pound class fish in Texas. Like they're not yeah, exactly. the same level of, of smartness, you know, these fish still need to eat. They're still going to get like, they're still going to be dormant in the winter. So like they have to be opportunistic of like eating patterns. So it's like, I feel very confident with my spots and with my baits and knowing like patterns of the seasons of like, okay, yep. springtime, like they're going to be up shallow cruising around summer. They're going to be on pads or docks or, or weed lines or out deep, you know, in fall, it's just like fall is dumb. Just get on the water. <laughs> right. Exactly. They're there. They're in the lake. But like the, well, the ability to go out with like swim baits, especially, which I like, that's why I, last year I didn't, I didn't touch a single rod, a single conventional bait the entire year. Like not I even one. You. <laughs> and I just like, cause I, I go out to a lake and there's just so many around us. I go out to these lakes where it's like, if there's someone bass fishing there, I get upset. Yeah, but never right. in a million years would someone else be like swim bait fishing. So it's just this beautiful thing. It's like, you're doing this brand new thing that these fish have never seen before. No, uh -huh. like none of these fish have seen swim baits and they're just like on it. Like, I mean, I call like the, I call the Chad Chad, my confidence glide, my confidence bait in general. <laughs> Cause like, I can, I could bring that bait anywhere in any lake in Minnesota. I feel like I could catch a fish. Right. Yeah. It's just so fun here. It is so fun here. And that's, um, People, people kind of bag on us northern states, kind of uh, like we don't have big fish and all this, but the um, the potential that we have for our waters to be pristine as far as never seeing a swim bait. Like, I, I would I would go on a limb and say probably ninety five percent of the lakes in the state of Michigan are swim bait virgins. Like they've never seen a swim bait. Right. They don't know what a swim bait is. They've never seen anything bigger than a uh, uh, a swim jig or anything like. I mean, it's, it's just, it's ridiculous. And guys don't necessarily grasp that. And they see, they see us catching like four or five pounders and they're like, Oh, I mean, yeah, that's a good fish. And it's like, yeah, I mean, that, that's a good fish. And especially because I don't know, it's just, it's something I get worked up about because people, <laughs> people say that the North isn't great. And I mean, honestly, I would, I I love where I live and I love the fishing we have around here, especially on swim baits. It's uh, it's just something different. It's a different animal. Right. Totally. Yeah. Like for example, the uh, last spring I got in like this Citizen Six bite, and I'm not kidding. I'm like, I've never heard anyone talk about it like this or had an experience like this, but I got bit on that thing. Like every every two to three minutes, I was just getting like thumped. I caught so many yeah. fish that morning. It was like this weird two minute or two hour window. Of like this morning bite, but I was like, this is unheard of to just have like a big bait soft or like a big soft bait bite be so consistent. Yeah. And like I said, they were only like three or four pounders, but like man, the ability to go out, it's just it was just so fun. I have a buddy, Steven, who lives in California, and he's telling me how like trendy swim bedding is out there. And he's like, dude, I'll go up to this lake and he's like, There's like 30 kids on the bank, slow rolling huds. Oh geez. Like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, you can't even, he's like, how do you differentiate, or like differentiate, sorry, Yeah. how do you separate no, yourself from someone yeah. who's like throwing the exact same bait in the same lake? He's like, it just, it's so saturated. And he'll, he's like, yeah, I went like three months without a bite one time. And I'm like, what? that's our whole season. Yeah, exactly. I would stop fishing. There's no way. Um, I've gotten, I've gotten very good at capitalizing on, uh, on seasons and bites uh two fourth of july's ago 
we were we were on my home lake. Uh, my buddy who lived downstate, he came up to fish with me in his boat. And um, this this particular lake is channeled into Lake Michigan, and uh, we he, we fished this lake for probably two or three years, uh, pretty hard, and we caught a lot of smallmouth and largemouth drop shotting. And um, there there's there'd been a lot of tournaments held on that lake that year. And uh, my buddy came up. I'm like, dude, like, don't don't bring anything else. Just bring your 795. He didn't really have a swim bait stick. I was like, just bring your A rod stick, and I'll get you. I'll get you squared away with the swim baits. Like, don't worry. He's like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna feed him a feed him a drop shot. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, dude. Um, we were out there for we got out there at like seven. We fished for three hours until he finally set that rod down. I had probably caught and missed uh, probably 15 fish. Like it was a lights out day. We I ended up catching twenty five that day. He ended up switching to a glide bait a couple hours later, and he ended up catching like four or five on like a HUD sixty eight and some other shad shad glides. And crazy um, for the rest. Yeah, for the rest of the summer, I could not catch a single fish conventional there. Not that I tried like the hardest, but yeah. I knew that they they just those fish had seen everything except for a swim bait, and they would just lose their shit over seeing a glide bait get ripped above their heads and it was just it was a magical year it hasn't been like that since then it wasn't like that last year but um i think it's going to be on a cycle and i think this year whenever i go up home i think it'll uh it'll be like that again hopefully yeah yeah it's it's funny you just stole that word out of my mouth out of my mouth cycle like our our lakes i've thought about like keeping this like master log in my shop of like all the lakes that i hit yeah of the cycles because like holy crap is that real I've had lakes that are, are lights out for five years and then it mm-hmm. like it's like lights off for five yeah. years. It's just this odd, like, man, I used to pull fives and sixes out of here and now I can't catch a fish, I can't get a bite. Yeah. Yeah. But then you switch to a lake that you like you've like you've counted out for so long and then all of a sudden that one's out. I'm like, what is happening? Exactly. But I've been fishing long enough, like twenty years now, since I can like remember at least where I'm like, okay, I know. Like this lake right now next to me, it's called Clearwater Lake. It's like this incredible, super clear lake. It's really, um, it's really like structurally interesting. It's just got like crazy ledges and it's got rocks and it's got sand. It's got a bunch of bull reeds and like it used, it's, it's, that's a total, a total cycle, like, like five years on and then a couple years off and then 10 years on and a couple years off. It's just like, it can be so hit or miss. That's, uh. And that's not even just to be said with bass. I don't know, like I mentioned, I don't know how much you ice fish or if you ice fish or anything, but like I've had lakes like that with uh, with crappie and bluegill. Like you'll go out there and you'll hammer them for two, three years. Um, and when when we fish, we throw a lot of our fish back. We don't keep many fish at all. Sure. And like you said, there, there's a cycle on that lake. Uh, the next three years are just absolute dog shit. Like you're you're catching six, seven inch crappie, and uh. And you're like in the summertime, you're not catching any bass or all the bass seem stunted. And I had a lake like that, that, um, we, we crappie fish hardcore in the summertime we'd troll. And, uh, there was always bass in there, a bunch of like planter size bass, like 12, 13, 14 inch bass. And, uh, the one time out there a couple of years ago, I had my Hinkle trout tied on. I was like, you know what? Like everybody's fishing jerk baits. Like I'm going to just whip this thing out there. And surprisingly, I caught a fish. That was the biggest fish that like all 10 of us had ever seen out of that lake before. And no um, after that day, I caught a bunch of bigger fish out of that lake. And since then, it's just been, it's on that cycle, that down, like downhill <sighs> cycle. And it's just absolutely what it used to be. <laughs> so hard to like, when you know what something can be and that it, it happens yeah. again. Oh, uh, no. 
but it's exciting at the same time because it's like I mean again Marshall came up here last August and I would like if I had stuff going on that day he was fishing every day if uh-huh. I had stuff going on that day I'd be like hey yeah go hit up this like and then he'd come back and be like, dude, that lake was lights out. I want to go back there. I was like, no, no, trust me. Go to this lake again. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, I have like, so blessed to have 20 lakes within an hour of me that I know I'll have fish. And then if I, if yeah. those don't have fish, I go an hour and a half out and there's like 150 more to choose from. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, and we do have, I don't know if Michigan's the same way, but it's like, we have, I call them farm lakes. They're just like landlocked by farms, but they're, they're puke green because of all the runoff. We have uh, so many farm lakes around us that just have donkey bass and like giant bass. But then we so like in the same honest. breath we have super super clear lakes with like fifteen yeah. foot visibility, and then there's muskie in there or there's walleye. Right. It's like we've got a crazy array of water quality by us. Yeah, so I'm gonna be honest. Um, I I haven't fished the state a whole lot. I've I've been up uh, the northern part of the state, but still in the lower peninsula and all of our there's two kinds of lakes like you said there's 15 foot visibility or there's tannic water that you can't see seven inches into but we don't have any of those runoff lakes like you were saying but um we also don't like your guys's lakes are completely different than ours relative to those inland lakes having musky and walleye and stuff like there there is there's obviously some inland lakes but those are all big like five six hundred acre lakes like for these these smaller lakes don't don't hold those that type of life. There's no smallmouth in them or anything. It's all largemouth crappie, bluegill, bass, and pike. That's like we don't really have the kind of uh, the waterways you guys do. Even yeah, yeah, I believe that. Yeah, we don't have. It's interesting you say that. We don't have a ton of lakes outside of. I mean, you go up farther north, and there's a lot of lakes that have smallmouth as well as largemouth. Uh huh. I mean, you get in the bottom half of the state. I'm right in the middle, so like probably about an hour north of me. Well, an hour north of me is Mille Lacs, which is like the biggest. Yeah, I've, I've ice fished out there for the National High School Ice Fishing Tournament. That lake was something else to fish. That lake, that lake hates me with a passion. Yeah, yeah, we did not it, do good out there. We left it literally it. We like just. Day. <laughs> it will literally just chew you up and fucking spit you out. That's all it does. Yeah. And I go up there every spring, like a, like the dumb idiot that I am, thinking I'm I've got it figured out finally. <laughs> And I'll go up there and just get spanked like every time. And now I have, I just have like a little, a little swim bait rig of a boat. Now I used to have like a 2012 190 TX bass tracker. So that wasn't like uh-huh. a big lake boat, but it was bigger. Yeah. But I mean, you still, if you want to go in Mille Lacs, I would check like the weather. If the, yeah. if the wind was stronger than three miles per hour, per hour, which is like dead calm, I wouldn't go up. Yeah. Cause it's, like, just, it's always it's... 10 times stronger when you get out there and, and like yeah. waves, Two foot waves that are coming from the other side of the lake, like four. Yeah, that's miles. just what I was about to say. They, they four yeah. miles to build up. If I don't get like destroyed by the waves, I just get my spirits rocked. It's just <laughs> awful, dude. That lake is tough. But then I have buddies that go up there and they're like, "Dude, we caught like." <laughs> I can't even talk about it. It just hurts. <laughs> um, circling back towards the baits. Um, do you remember the first fish you caught on caught on your own bait? <sighs> oh man. When would that be? <laughs> I bet I have a picture of it. I bet I could scroll back and find it. Yeah, it was probably something small. I'm trying to think of the timing. Yeah, it would be in summer, I guess. Ah, now you got, now you got me. I'm going to start scrolling while I'm talking. Was, yeah, was that um, I remember it being small and just being hyped to catch something on it. But Right, yeah. Honestly, you know what? It might have been. Oh, actually, no, I know this. 
It was in uh, Florida. I took it down like early, early spring. We went down there and it was funny. I remember um, I was with my buddy, Justin, and I had just, this is the first time I met Justin. Justin like followed my page on Instagram. And then Uh I was like, dude, I'm coming down to Florida. We go down to Florida a lot because my grandma lives in um, the Comas on the Gulf side. And Justin was like, uh, I just met him through Instagram and, and then swim at universe as well. But he yeah. was like, oh, dude, I'm like 40 minutes south of you just in, in Fort Myers. I'm like, oh, cool. We'll link up. We'll fish. And then we linked up and just hit it off. He's like one of my best homies now for sure. Super, super cool dude. But like I got down there and he was like, what is this thing? And I was like, uh, the wake walker, I think I'm going to call it. <laughs> We're going with, but <laughs> brought it down. How'd you, and how'd you... What was that? Oh, how'd you end up coming with the na- coming up with the name? Was it just, just roll off the tongue? Like, hey, it's a wake bait and you can walk it. So We're going to go with the wake walker. Uh, my buddy Mike actually was like just threw out a bunch of like different names. It was like Wake Walker. Uh, I don't remember the other couple, but I was like, oh, I kind of like Wake Walker, and then I just kept saying it, kind of stuck. And the right. bait wa- doesn't like walk super traditionally, which is funny. I've taken some shit for that for sure, but it's like a different <laughs> style of walking. But it definitely wakes, and it definitely it definitely does walk if you want to get it to walk. Oh yeah, right. All right. There's still that. my first my first fish on it was I think I caught like a three pounder right away in Florida, but then I caught. Dude, epic story. <laughs> we like me and Justin were cruising around looking for spots in Florida, and everything there is just like fishing ponds and stuff that I love to do. Yeah, yeah. So we go to this Walmart, and Justin's like, "I gotta run inside to go to the bathroom quick." And there's this like crazy, the best looking pond you've ever seen, like this just beautiful pristine water, but it's like locked by this big black fence. Yeah, and it's got like serious, like no trespassing, no fishing signs, right? So sure enough, like I'm in my head, I'm like, there's no reason they would have that fence there if it wasn't loaded with fish. So I like snuck, Justin dropped me off in the back and then drove up front to go to Walmart to go to the bathroom. And I snuck around the back and this is with my brand new, like brand new lure, which was awful. The OGs are, were rough looking. So I sneak around the fence and I took one bomb cast right in the corner, right? And I'm like mm-hmm. three cranks in just slow waking this thing and it gets hammered, like inhaled. And I'm like, oh my God, there's no way. So I'm reeling this thing in like as fast as I can because I'm just worried about getting kicked out. Right. And I pull it on the shore and it was five pounds, 10 ounces. Oh my. This donkey. Not not huge for Florida, but like big for me as a Minnesota kid. Yeah, so I'm yeah. like shaking. I'm calling Justin. He's like, I'll be right there. And he like, he told me after it. He's like, dude, I ran from the bathroom, the back of the store, all the way to the front. He's like, people <laughs> definitely thought I was stealing stuff. And he like. <laughs> I hear his like truck tire squeal and stops and he runs out and he grabs his board and his camera and we snap a bunch of pics and we're like super hyped because we just wanted to fish the pond more. And we yeah. let the fish go and we look up and these Walmart workers are standing there just yelling at us, hey, you can't be in there. So we come around and they're like, this is federal waters. You can go to prison for fishing these, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, all right, well, whatever, we'll leave. But to this day, I haven't fished that pond once once more, it's but I want to go back to it. It's when you rip out the northern accent, like, oh, I'm yeah, not from here. I did. Sorry. I was like, oh, you betcha. We'll leave. <laughs> yeah, that was that was crazy. That was like the first. Again, like Marshall catching fish on it right away, and then Carson catching the eight. And then I bring it down to Florida, and I just like immediately caught fish on it. I caught that right. five ten, and then I caught I, that same exact night. We went to this golf course spot at night, and I caught like a five on it, a five two, wow. I think. It was this crazy start, probably like not great. Yeah, because I just thought I was. <laughs> um, 
So were those were the were all those first baits? Were they all just resin bone, or did you kind of throw some half-ass paint down and call it good? Uh, I threw what I thought at the time was good paint, half-ass paint <laughs> for sure. And then uh, I had like this different clear coat at the time was like this UV epoxy clear. Uh huh. So um, I like cured it in my lights, and that's funny. All those baits to like are. They just shedded like a like a snake. They just shedded all their paints because it all came all off of the clear. epoxy. Yeah, because it didn't like cure fully. So I was just like, well, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I I think there's a couple of them out there, but yeah, they're just like it's just like a snake skin just comes right off. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> I have funny. a I have what do I have? I don't even have any of those on my wall. Justin's got one of them. He has one of the OGs. Has uh, has the or has the design changed? Uh, a lot whether that be like hook placement or where your joints are or your bill angle or anything since those ogs came around yeah well i had row innovations um they like reworked my bait to yep. make yeah today. so they added like they added the symmetry they slimmed it down a bit they added the eye and the fin um that was like a huge step towards towards production for sure but right yeah um yeah, the lip changed. The OG baits had like the round eye. They were thicker, which wasn't bad. They had like a and the and the tail. The tail I had on the OGs was this like musky style plastic. So it was like super, super thick and stiff. Right. Which isn't a bad thing, come to find out, because it it, it it's interesting. The swim wasn't like better or worse than the OGs, but it's uh -huh. very, very different because the the chunky style tail. Being so like rigid and stiff as it is, it almost like propelled the bait forward more. So it had like this interesting like little wobble swim to it with the tail being yeah. like a rudder almost. And now with the new tails, they're very, very like floppy. So that's what like the new tails allow the back end to open up more, which I like. I like the new tails and the new swim better. And it uh -huh. just like kind of flicks water around because of how light and loose it is. But yeah, it was interesting seeing what a simple change, like a different tail did to a bait. Right. Super cool, actually. I mean, that was like a big eye opener. I was like, "Holy crap!" I guess you can. Uh, these little <laughs> things matter so much. Yeah. Did you carve the? Uh, I'm I, I'm assuming that you pour pour your own tails, your soft plastic tails. Yeah. Did you carve that, or did you just have Roe do that while they were doing your bait? I carved the original tail, the OG tail, by myself, and uh -huh. then made a mold out of that, just out of wood. Um, that's yeah. why they were kind of thicker and a little less um clean for sure but then right. i had wrote i was like yeah i just want my tails to be a little i had sketched out what i wanted them to look like and where i wanted the grooves and i just knew i wanted the little tv in the tail too yeah so you're right you're right they sent me those and i was like yeah this is fucking awesome so perfect just like good like right. a really good like it was like the bow tie on the bait just the perfect seal. yeah yep exactly really does uh do your are your tails do you glue your tails in or are they uh toothpicked in yeah, I glue them. Okay, I glue them. Kind of like a. I tried the toothpick thing, but with how big I have a big, big tail in my bait. Uh huh. There's right. like a lot of plastic hanging off, so it was like this delicate balance of not using too soft of a plastic where uh -huh. it just would rip out from the glue points, but yeah. then again, not having too stiff for where the tail didn't move the way I wanted to. Mm -hmm. So I found like this perfect middle ground, and then I glue my tails, and I put two dots on the bottom, but two dots on the on the left side and two dots on the right side. So it's not just two dots on the bottom or one strip. And I think yeah. like, I think dispersing the pressure points from where it's being held 
So it's more, it's like it's being held by three points. Yeah. Three sides instead of one side. It helps it. I don't, rarely do I have baits. I mean, I fish these shot baits of mine. I call them the shot baits, but they're the baits that I fish. They have no paint on them because I fish the paint (laughs) off. They definitely have more fish than anybody, any other wake walker out there other than Marshall's, which he has a shot bait. But, um, like I have the original tail in there from when I started fishing. I bet I've caught over a hundred fish on it. So it's like, there's, there's no reason the bait or the, if the tail comes out, it's because it got munched off or pinched by something else that wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Damn. When, uh, when you first got started, did you have an idea what you wanted to do for hardware as far as like treble hooks and uh, eye screws and everything? Or did you kind of ask around to some other builders and kind of draw your own ideas from what they said? I tried to keep it as I tried to figure out stuff on my own as much as possible. Right. I yeah. didn't ever want to be that guy that was asking for help. When people lended their help, which is rare. I mean, I used to be like, why doesn't why don't people like talk about this stuff more often? But <laughs> I mean I get it now. There's just like a lot of there's a lot of like different opinions and there's a lot of people who like to steal and, stuff. And yeah, that's like people trying to, to keep day, like if you're if you're serious about bait making and you're not just like if someone hits me up and they're like, Hey, what's your resin mixture ratio? Like I'm probably not going to respond. Yeah, exactly. Or someone's like, Hey, what kind of resin do you use? I'm like, there's no reason I can't tell you what resin you use. I'm pretty open book with everything, especially other builders, like builder to builder. I respect you and you've never, I mean, I, I guess I'm probably like a little blissful, blissfully ignorant with just like giving people trust. And then if they lose the trust, I won't give it back. But like, I trust you if you're like respected and, and you come across cool to me and I'll tell you stuff that, I mean, I want to see everyone succeed. And I mean that genuinely. Like, if there's there's never a reason for me not to want to see someone succeed. And I think there's enough business for all of us, and there always will be. So, I mean, if you can't yeah. if you can't climb the ladder of success with, with a bunch of homies around you, there's not really a point to climb up. No, dude, I, I totally understand what you're saying. I had some, uh, obviously, I don't make baits, but I had some really kick-ass spots before I moved. And... Uh, um i always had some kids i kind of had a gang of kids that always wanted to fish with me they were get, trying to get into swim baits and stuff and i i made the mistake of telling one kid bringing him with me and he watched me dump two fish because he didn't want to he didn't want to lip them and <laughs> that, it was just it was just a constant spiral after that of i show up to these spots and i see two cars here i'm like i wonder what they're doing here I walk out on the pier. Oh, hey, dude! I didn't know you were coming out here today. Yeah, I I didn't know you guys were going to be out here either. Yeah, that's tough. Just, I'm pretty stingy yeah. when it comes to like making baits. It's like okay, maybe it's because I'm isolated in Minnesota that it's like no bait maker competition right at my doorstep. Yeah, right. But with my spots, like I'm pretty. I'm not like stingy about them. I'll take. Here's my thing. I'll take you there, right? Like I'll take you to my spot, but I'm not going to be like, hey, go here by yourself. Because if right. you if you're going to my spot, I want to be there with you. Yeah, like those are my those are like my fishing way, and I want to I want to catch them with you. And then after that, yeah, like exactly. if you go to the spot after we had fished already, like you paid your dues, go go fish or do whatever you want. But right, I have a lot of people who like just come and fish with me every now and then that I'll take around to spots. But there's just like I said, I don't have a competition when it comes to fishing up here. Either. There's no one else throwing big baits. Yeah, which is it's honestly a blessing. Uh, I moved two hours south. Uh, down to a bigger city and come to find out uh, I, I've been following this guy on Facebook for about three years now and um, I was talking to him one day and I saw his profile on Facebook just randomly he shared a meme or something and I was like huh uh, he, he, he used to live in Austin Texas so I press on his account and I'm looking 
and it says he lives in uh he lives in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is where I live. I'm sure. like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> um, and I'm looking through his profile, and I see a I see a truck that looks really familiar. I'm like, oh, that's really weird. And uh, I'm the apartment I'm the apartment's maintenance guy. So the next day, I'm walking around our apartment complex, and I look over at this truck, and I see a Texas license plate on it. And I was like, no way. And uh, I text this guy out of the blue, never talked to him before. I'm like, hey, I'm like, uh, what are the chances? You live, you live in uh, Grand Rapids, and I, I, I say the town, and he's like, oh yeah, I live there. I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, how long? Like, do I ever tell this guy? Like, I, I, I guess I stalked him, and I found out, I found out he lived in my apartment complex. And so a couple of weeks ago, I texted him. I was like, hey, by chance, do you live at this apartment complex? He's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm the maintenance guy. I'm like, I'm, I've seen you around, but I didn't actually know it was you. I was like, small world. I was like, I didn't know you moved here from Texas. <laughs> Crazy dude. And is he, is he a swim bait dude? Yeah, yeah. He uh he was a stick down in Austin. So um What's his name? he's actually uh Ethan McCoy Mc... I can't remember his last name, give me one second. Uh is he probably like swim bait pages? Yeah, Ethan McQuay. Sounds familiar. Let's see if I can know who it is. But M C um, or MQ. Uh, oh there's yeah, M C Q. Oh yeah, I found him. no. I don't think I know him. But um, so he he's lived around here his whole life before he moved down to Texas, and so um, That's I've been cool. doing a lot of homework on the DNR sites and stuff, and I I, I found some trout stocking lakes, and he's nice. he's the only other guy he's the only other guy that knows about him that I text I texted him today. I said here, I said these are these spots we're gonna fish this year. I was like, uh, don't tell anybody because I, nobody knows about these spots. <laughs> and uh, he actually sent me some pictures of one of these spots with some signs and stuff, giving out some more information. So I'm I'm really excited to uh, to kind of have somebody that respects it a little bit more than younger guys my age who just kind of take it as a handout. He's he's already helped me in ways that those kids never did back at home. <laughs> oh, cool! Very very cool. Yeah, it's interesting when you when you find someone. Uh, my buddy Doug, he used to be like a tournament fisher forever, conventional, uh-huh. and then he switched, just switched to like swim baits a couple of years ago. He's diehard into it like me, but we just like met up for the first time last year and fished, and now we just fish all summer long together. It's like it's so cool that he's just so pumped to like fish with someone who fishes swim baits, and same for me. It's it's like this unspoken language. Like yeah, I'll go fish. I don't care if you come on my boat and throw conventional, but it's cool to like right. see someone. Um, see someone fish the same style as you and like and grind the same way as you, you know yeah exactly um so so your flea shad is that something that uh did that was that a big change relative to the wake walker or was it just kind of take the bill out kind of did you have to move the joints around or anything or was it just kind of changing the formula and taking the bill out no <laughs> well, for, I'm for sure anybody what for anybody who isn't aware that's uh that's that's gonna be your swimmer you're gonna come out with right yeah yep okay yeah so that i mean it's it's pretty like dumb how it happened but literally took uh-huh. took the bill out filled the bill and i had actually i had worked on this last last like june so soon after i put out like the og wake walker yeah. no no this, i'm sorry this is yeah last spring whatever I had tried this with the OG uh, version, which the OG version was, I only had one mold for the OG version and it would, it got warped pretty fast. So it didn't make it very strong and big. So every bait I made, the more baits I made, the more kind of like 
off they were. So I had to do like yeah. a lot of extra work to get them back. And a lot of yeah. the extra work was just more so um, like changing the bill placement. But I had tried doing it with that and I just couldn't get it to like, I posted a video of it. It did like one thing. It would like do the erratic kind of like kick out whatever thing. But like if you burned it, it would just be like like a stick in the water, just straight. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I just don't feel okay putting out a bait that doesn't burn. Just doesn't seem yeah, like exactly. And I had a couple of people who were like, oh, just let me get it. I don't need to burn it. And I was like, I can't, I can't. And I just gave up because I had other stuff going on with the wake. So I found that video just a couple weeks ago and I posted it again and just got like a ton of attention. I was like, oh shit, I better just try this with the, with the new version, like the V2 with, with the row version. Yeah. And, um, Cause it's symmetrical and it's skinnier. And I was like, man, if I, and the tail was a lot less stiff. So I actually took one of my molds and I cut the lip out of it and then I poured it. So the lip slot was even in there in the, in the molds. And then I just like, again, stuck some weights on it, got it weighted the way I wanted to. And then I flipped it internally and changed up a bunch of ratios and um, changed up the tail ratio just like a little bit. And I took it out. And the first time I took it out, I was like, holy crap, this thing could be good. And then I brought it back the same day and I changed one thing on the weighting and I took it back out. And then I, that was when I caught that big small, caught like a four pound small. small yeah. Which was nuts. I was like, I was super pumped with how it swam the first time. And I said, if I can just get it to do like a little bit different. And I brought it out and first cast, I took it out and I was like, yeah, this is it. This is perfect. And I took another cast and bomb cast it out there. And I was just like working it. Twitch, twitch, pause, twitch, twitch, pause, and just boom. Smacked it, and I thought I was like, I just ran it into a rock. That sucks. Sure enough, yeah. it just like well starts pulling. I'm like, holy shit, it's a, it's a smally. It was a good one, and then that I was like, you know, I just got to take one more cast to see now. Bomb it back out there and catch like another like a pound and a half. And I was like, it, the season's oh, closed really? on a river, so you can't like um you can't target, target. smallmouth right now. So I was yeah. like, I'm gonna pick it up because there's a bunch of people like, of course, looking at me, probably pointing finger. I have a website, <laughs> I promise. I'm just testing, but I boogied out and I was like, oh. It works, and I'm pretty pumped about that. The swimmers are yeah. honestly like just only fishing. I mean, I grinded the wake walker last year. I'm not. A, I'm not afraid to like throw other people's baits. I fish other other builders' baits all the time, but I definitely put a lot in a lot of work in on the wake walker, and I would fish it when I knew it would get bit for sure. Wouldn't go mm -hmm. out in like the middle of the day in a clear lake and throw a wake walker, but spots I knew would get bit, I'll throw it. But that's swimmer, dude. I'm that's gonna stay on, stay tied on like all summer. It's just so it's so versatile. Like the slow sink, it's just like almost suspends. So you can just keep it in yeah. it anywhere. You can leave it anywhere you want, or you can like yeah. dart it around, or you can slow creep it, or you can just pop it. I mean, it just does like these crazy like little. You can like real chop it, and it'll and it'll receive it well. Or you can just rod bump it tiny, and it'll uh -huh. still receive it well. It's just like it takes everything you throw at it and does a good job, which is right again like I badass. I could lie to you and say like, oh yeah, I spent a lot of time designing it to do that. I, I definitely got lucky. It was just like, I don't know. Maybe I have like some some third sixth sense of like knowing where to put weight. Yeah. I just put the hey. weight where I thought it should go, and it happened to happen. Happened right. to be it, it the worked, so you yeah. can't complain. Um, yeah. So. Now the wake walker when you when you did that up and you're like, this is gonna be a wake bait. Did you anticipate it also? Because it, it can crank down to like three, four feet. Yeah. Yeah. It cranks down two or three feet. Did you anticipate that? Or was that kind of something that just happened and you're like, hey, yeah, that's cool. We're going to run with that too. Yeah. So the OG baits had a longer lip on them. 
Uh-huh. Um, and those crank down like at least four, maybe five feet. And those ones are like the lip was so long on those just because I was young and dumb. Like I just thought that's how it was. But the lips are so long, like you had to slow creep them to get them to wake. Oh, wow. So the OG. And then I started, that was like the first like three baits. And then the next batch of like OGs that I did, I cut, I would like hand cut the lips shorter. Uh-huh. So then they would wake a little better and they would still crank down. Um, and I was like, you know, I kind of like that. It's a waking crank is what it is for sure. Cause yeah. And when I was in Florida, like me and Justin both, we caught, we couldn't get our fish to eat on top. So the ability, the ability to, to wake it and walk it or slow creep it on top is awesome. But like to get down just a little bit, it's like a shallow crank. Like if you really wanted to burn it, right. Have your rod tip down, you can get down to three feet. Like that's a whole different strike zone just for fish that aren't willing to come up on the surface and eat. So I like, yeah. I do like the ability and I did try to make a wake only version. Um, but with, with like lips being down the way they do in the top and the height of my bait, the body roll is essential in my bait to get the back half to do what I want. Yeah. So when the, when the lip is facing down and it doesn't have that bite from the angle, it doesn't quite give it the body roll that I need for the tail to do what I want. So the, so the wake only was like just a little bit, not enough of what I wanted. Oh, so no. I didn't even yeah. end up doing that one, but yeah, I did, I did intend it for it to do what it does for sure. I mean, like it's, it's beneficial not only as an angler, but as a builder. Cause you like you, you ever, you can advertise it as a wake bait and a crank down. I mean, it's, practically like the swiss army knife of of a bait like it's 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 like a dr it's like a tiny clash or a k9 like you can do whatever to those and you can wake it or you can crank your bait down and i think that's that's something that kind of stands out from some other wake baits on the market for sure sure thank you the dr drts are nuts man those things like give me a headache honestly there's too much stuff going on yeah i'm um, like that i I love fishing lots i love fishing other people's baits so like if when one when one bait does multiple things i'm like well i mean i could like put the put the drt in glide mode but i could just go through the chat (laughs) chat it glides way better yeah so it's like i i I, honestly i view that like the drt like the tk is just like a big jerk bait to me just put the stock in and just rip that thing just a big loud jerk bait anything other than that i feel like there's other baits that that do things better but people love them and they're i like drt as a company i think they have an awesome style and they have incredible baits and crazy paints so they're doing it right they're doing something that's working um i didn't have a single drt bait um until two weeks ago and now i have four for some reason i don't know i just kind of i kind of lucked into all of them it's awesome um, one thing i want to touch on i was on the site yesterday when you dropped it and i think is really sweet um Everybody who's listening to this is obviously very acquainted with the swim bait world and knows of the waffles. Um, and you do your Patreon, Patreon uh, tiers, and so uh, you you buy you do the monthly subscription, and that enters you into winning like just whatever you have for that month, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's eggs and bacon. Is your eggs and bacon? Yeah, I saw that. I thought that was a. I thought it was a very clever name this morning. I. I went on your site last night and I just kind of burned through it. And then I went, looked back this morning and I was like, eggs and bacon. And I was like, you know what? That's a pretty damn catchy thing to name it. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like a direct jab at like waffle pages, but I always thought it was like funny. when I, like, I talked to guys who were like, dude, I spent like 10 K on waffles this year. And I was like, are you kidding me? That's insane. 
Yeah. And then there's so many people who are, I feel bad. They're like, can I get awake? I can never get the drops. And I'm like, I got to give like an option for people to just yeah, affordably get entered into giveaways every month. Like it's yeah. like, you know, like a Netflix subscription. Like how right. long have people been paying $9.99 a month without even exactly. thinking about it? You just sign up and you don't think about it. But like you get first, you get access to stuff that like other people don't get to see and behind the, behind the scenes stuff. I mean, the prizes are yeah. going to keep getting better. I have like a custom throwback rod, a nameless th- customs that um, I don't oh, fish really? anymore. I just switched over to Leviathan, but it's still a great uh-huh. rod. And uh, once I hit a certain amount of people on the Patreon page, I'm probably just going to give it away on there, honestly. And it's, that would be- it's like a $500 stick. So it's, yeah. I plan on um, just giving away a bunch of cool stuff. And I thought about even just putting, the- when the Mob Walker comes out finally, I'm going to have a bunch of them. I mean, like, you'll probably be able to get them on, or it's going to be tough to get them on drop, so I'm thinking. <laughs> the, the robot cut me off again. It happened a few episodes ago. Um, but I don't know where it cut me off, so we're just going to start back. Uh, so I think every builder kind of has their own little group slash squad, whatever you want to call it, that whether or not it's those kind of key key core guys that, kind of bought your baits not necessarily the first but kind of bought it and like you said fish the paint off them or it's just guys that are absolute sticks there's always a group of guys surrounding every builder in the community and i think that's kind of badass because you kind of you you have you have spokespeople for your baits spreading the word for you and i think that's so sweet right yeah it's a it's an interesting uh, i little background like i love business i've like been self-employed for going on nine eight years now uh-huh and i'm 20 and i'm 26 so i like oh, i'm wow. right out, i mean i didn't go to college like when i got out of high school i was like goodbye everybody i'm going to just do right. my own thing. from the start i was like i'm not going to be an employee i just want to be my own boss i don't care what it takes and so i just grinded for a long time to get to to be like self-independent and self-employed but that being said i think it's an interesting tactic when people try when people try to sell their brand in the market and their baits or whatever product they're selling by themselves. I mean, it's just like the ability to just network and make connections with people and be generous and give and give back to people who support you. You get like this massive ROI of people. People who support you are the people who sell your baits. Yeah. I mean, I could post about Swimbait Universe has 35,000 people and I could post about my baits all day long, but it's the people who it's the other people who post about my baits and and say nice things and vouch for me and and say just good things about the company in general. I mean that stuff that like indirect marketing is so much more valuable than me being like yo my paint's amazing. I got the best bait. No one can touch my shit. Like that's when I see that from someone I'm like I'm not buying your bait. But if I see yeah, someone exactly. be like you know, I got I got this bait. I was skeptical or or I just got the bait and they're new and it's killer. It's awesome. And the guy backed it up and or I had an issue with something and, and the guy fixed it right away and sent it back. And I'm like, that's the stuff. Those are the people I want to support. So it's like oh, having a good I have the I have the best throw I call it the throwback fam. Like I have the best group of homies and group of supporters and group of people who have been like day oneers who right. have made my company what it is. I mean, I owe it all to them, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Um, I will say I saw Marshall post a picture today and he had like a, a white and black striped throwbacks hat. And I was like, I immediately went on the site and I looked and I was like, oh, there's, there wasn't on there, but I was like, that is a badass <laughs> hat. 
Um, Thank you. I like call it a train guys. conductor hack. It looks like a train conductor. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of guys, these bait makers, they don't really. Uh, I will say you you don't. I mean, you make baits. You pride yourself in your baits, but you have other stuff too. Like you have the the eggs and bacon. You have you have merch. You have a you have a, a carpet decal measuring board. Like you, you're expanding on the market for what people want. Not saying that people who don't do that uh, are missing anything, but I think you're you're getting a foot in the door, and I think it's going to be huge. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, we had my buddy Mike Tinas, who has been like, I guess. I'm not even a guess. He's been like just a massive mentor of mine. He's been, he's the one who got me to where I am today with videography and photography. And he's just uh-huh. like, just like me. He's he's uh like 15 years older than me, but he just took me under his wing and guided me through pretty much everything business related and in re- life related. Just the coolest two in the world. But the other, we had some conversations last year when I was like, man, I would really love to make throwback my full time gig. And he said. He was like, Kyle, you gotta, you gotta have to build a brand. Then you can't just be a bait maker. You have to build a brand. And he's like, you have to have good marketing. You have to have good logos. You have to have continuity. He's like, don't be afraid to spend money in places that build quality and bring quality to your brand. So like, my designer is Ken, um, who is funny. He lives in Duluth. Probably knows your buddy, honestly. Yeah. Um, Ken is, I call him like an employee. I mean, he is single handedly designed every single bit of everything from shirts oh, wow. to the bit, the big and board designed by him, the decals wow. designed by him, every logo variation I have designed by him. Every color scheme is his, every uh, box design. I send Ken a template and he designs the boxes and he is like a quint- he's an essential part of throwback. And it's just this huge piece that like gets overlooked. And like you said, you go to the site and it's just like, Oh, this is cool. All this stuff is like on brand and he has all this stuff. You don't think about the back end, but like, yeah, I've been I've worked really really hard to start building a brand that people would like to wear. People would like to support, people would be like you see a dope shirt like oh that's a throwback shirt. Like seeing a cool shirt out on the street and then wanting to buy that shirt has nothing to do with <laughs> building baits. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's no correlation there, but like but it I mean in a sense it does cuz you see that shirt if you do happen to like fishing, but yeah, I just don't want to be like I don't want to be just a bait maker. And I have four almost five kids in the next week here and I need to support them and I need to have other sources of income and I, and I love design and I love photography and videos and there's just so much there's so much that I want to do my girlfriend would be laughing at me because I just like <laughs> I have like nine bait, nine baits that I'm working on at the time at the moment and I have like I'm like hey we have to order uh we have to order sweatshirts we have to order all this gear and we got to order new boxes for this and we got to look at right got to figure out what we're going to order for the fall for the fall collection with that and she's like just slow down like I can't I'm yeah. always at the gas <laughs> and like um I think it's that that's a key piece of advice for any bait maker or anybody who is just trying to do business at all is like like you said invest in yourself like spend money in places even if it's not um not where people see it like uh, right. i started this i started this podcast uh like a month ago maybe two months ago and i so, i made a i made a dinky dinky uh logo in photoshop and you know i was just like i mean it uh it's cool i made it but i'd rather have something that i'd rather pay money to have something that catches somebody as i that uh, that somebody may may in the future want to have a sticker on like their water bottle or right. uh, a design on their shirt or something and so 
I, I went out and I found something and I was like, hey, that'll work for now. Like, the worst case scenario, I don't like it. I, I pay somebody else uh, some money to design me a new logo. Like, there's there's always room for an improvement. And like you said, your your mind's going a thousand miles an hour thinking about what what there's to do three steps ahead. And I think that that's awesome. That's uh, that just that's just an awesome mindset to have. Yeah, I appreciate. Um, yeah, I totally. Yeah, I like your. Did you have Brandon do your logo? No, I did it. Uh, I had some guy on Fiverr do it because he he was on vacation and I didn't want to hit him up, so I just kind of I just went on Fiverr. And it's uh, the guy was not from the USA or Canada, so he didn't really like understand what a glide bait was or anything. <laughs> so yeah. I I figured I was like I'll have it redone in the next couple months, like when. Sure when I proved myself that I'm going to stick with this and I, I have an audience and, uh, and I just kind of want to spice it up a little bit. I have some ideas for, for some designs. I'm just kind of sitting on waiting for. It's rad for now. I like it. Yeah. Um, Oh, how do your, uh, for kind of winding it down here, how do your drops work and how, how frequently do you, do you drop some baits? Hi. Oh, that's an ongoing question. I always try to do, we always try to do like 50 in the, in the beginning of the month and 50 at the end. That's, kind of, that's okay. the rhythm we want to get into, but expos are tough and yeah. kids are tough and family. <laughs> yeah. Families, families and kids are a lot of work. And so I'm just like, it's this ongoing balancing act of figuring stuff out. Man, the supply chain with getting materials and, and getting, oh, yeah. there are just so many pieces. I wish, man, someday I'm going to make like a, a book or, or a, an episode of the stuff that goes into bait making. Cause I spent the first year I'm still paying off and I probably shouldn't even tell people this, but I'm still paying off what I spent investment wise, like in the right. last two years. Just started and everything. I'm not in the green yet. If anyone tells you that throwbacks killing it, like <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, killing it. they're killing it on the billboard, but behind the scenes, <laughs> They're like, dude, you just dropped so many baits. You must be rolling in money. I'm like, no, that's not really how it yeah, is. It's, it's rolling right it. past me, rolling back to the guy who gave it to me in the first place. Yeah, yeah I am. Uh, if if by that you mean I'm a little less in in the hole, then yes, you are correct. <laughs> right, but no, there's so much stuff that goes into into bait making, and there's a hundred things I need to upgrade, and there probably always will be. And there's a yeah, like I would love a new shop. I, my dream is in the next two to three years is to design a shop from ground up, everything right. in mind with bait making. But I'm completely straying off from your point. So drops are trying to do, you know, one or two a month is kind of the plan. If anything, one a month and have it be a little bit bigger. But it's just gonna it's gonna keep varying because I have new baits coming. Um, I have the there's an expo that I'm not going to um, April 9th out in New England, but I'll have baits out there. So I'm working on those. Yeah, I saw that. And then I have a, a batch of wakes that are ready to get painted after I get those out. And then I'm going to start pouring some swimmers as well um, for next month. I'm not going to drop those together. But in general, I'm I'm in the middle of hiring too. I have one employee right now that helps I was, part That's what my next question was, was if you're yeah. a one-man army or not. Yeah, it's just not possible to do. Right. Uh, I think Paul, like Piz, does everything by yeah. himself. That's I don't know. I don't like he's a machine. <laughs> I don't get that. Yeah, at all. Like it's it's a lot of work with two people, and right. so I just actually trained in another guy, um, Theo, who's who's enjoying it. But he's in high school and he can only help on the weekends. But it's like okay. any help I get. But I would love. I mean, like KGB, they have like a group yeah. of like six, yeah. six 
I'm crew members where I'm like, that's where I want to be. That's what I want to do. Cause I would love to have like a right hand man where I could just delegate tasks to and like go on vacation right. for a week and not have to work. You know, every time yeah. I go down to Florida, I'm like, I'm not going to do any work. And then I swear I bring home or I bring down a batch of baits that I need to ship out. And then I'm spending like a day <laughs> shipping stuff down there. I'm never yeah. going to but it's a battle. Oh. It's a good battle. I'm not complaining. That's for sure. Uh, so is that kind of your goal is to not necessarily be um, be a be a machine, but kind of like you're able to take some time off and the shop, the shop is still pumping out baits for when you get back. You can go to the post office and drop them off. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I love painting. I don't think I'll ever have anyone else paint except for me. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Because that's just kind of like I definitely artistic minded. So while uh -huh. I like I love to build things. So I like with the building process of a bait, I like everything about bait making until it gets to repetitiveness. So it's like, right. okay, I, I finished the wake walker and now I have to pour 75 of them to drop or, or 50 of them. <laughs> like, I don't want to do that. That's repetitive. Yeah. But then when it comes to painting, I'm like, okay, this is artistic and I can, I can, I can five make this every single, every, even though I have 25 baits that are the same perch pattern, like everyone's a little different, you know? Right. Yeah. I don't do good with like assembly line stuff. So. But then again, I then I finished the wake walker. If I had someone that was dedicated to only working the wake walkers, then I could and then I could do like the new bunny. I could have people dedicate to that. Yeah, and build another one and just add people. Like I still make money, and I work a little less, and they are making good money, and they're not working a whole lot because I right. And the nice part is that the margins are nice, and I don't think there's so many swim baits out there that are underpriced, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. the guys that sell swim baits for $60 I'm like okay that, it's cool I understand it but you're not making any money and if you break it down yeah. you're making less than like a Walmart employee would right. and that being said that, I, man I struggle with that because I'm like people are like make, make swim baits cheap and make them affordable and I'm like but at the same time those are the same people that are like why aren't you dropping more baits Hot. I can never get on your drops yeah. there's not enough baits I'm like well listen in order to drop that many baits, I have to do this full time. In order to do this full time, this has to I be need to make a livable full time wage. income. Yeah, unless you want to like adopt my kids and pay for all my kids' stuff, like yeah. I have to make money. My and time's worth more than ten dollars a month, like ten dollars an hour. You know, yeah. you know, like I spent ridiculous amounts of time in my. I keep my shop at seventy degrees, three hundred sixty five days a year. Right, and like, you know more than anyone, six months of midwestern winter is like. That's my shut. My heater does not shut off. Yeah, <laughs> it's still cold right now. Yeah, yeah, literally, it's thirty degrees well, out. Morning, it I was turned eight the heater here. off because I turned the heater off for this podcast, so it's not blaring the whole time. But it dropped five degrees already. It's been an <laughs> oh, hour. man. <laughs> um, so you you have some employees kind of winding it down here. Uh, has your uh, I guess I'm going to use the word even though you said you hate it. Your production line has it gotten more efficient over the last couple months? Like. Yes. Do you have your pouring down, painting down, clearing down, and yeah. all that st sort of stuff? Uh, down is a loose term, but it's getting there. Refined, yes. <laughs> getting better. <laughs> yeah. It's more refined every every single – I'm not kidding. Every single drop, a substantial amount of efficiency gets built into my systems. And I'm huge on, like, processes and systems. Are, like, my mind works better that way. Yeah. When we do a drop, I'm like, I need things done my way and my way only, and you guys just have uh -huh. to listen and help just be a helping hand. That's all I can, because yeah. I can't take other people's input because I'm like, I know 
I might not know the best way of doing things, but I know how I'm doing it right now. And if I know how I'm doing it right now and I do it and I realize myself what could have been better, then I can fix them. But when I have a thing in mind and then other people have input, we do something differently and I don't know how to assess like how, where we went wrong, then I can't capitalize on that. So it's like, I guess I'm a super control freak and like a perfectionist. And it's just like, it's good and it's bad. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah. Um, the last question to, to wind it down. And the one that everybody, your fans are probably, uh, hooked on <laughs> when, when, when's that wake bait, the rabbit, how long have you been working on that? And, uh, what's the timeline on that looking like? Honestly, I worked on it for probably a month now, not too long. Oh, like really? I said, when I pick things up, dude, I don't put them down. I, yeah. Right. I, I bunny up and started carving it. And I was like, this thing's going to be sick. And my goal is to make it, this is like a, a super, probably arrogant statement, but I want it to be the loudest, like the loudest two-piece wake bait. I designed it like the joints and I designed the weight, everything for it. It just to clack like, like nobody's business. And I I literally don't have a tail and I have that little bunny tail and I wanted it that way because I, there's so many baits out there that have tails on them. Yeah. Yeah. They drag in the water and then just takes away from the clack. And I'm like, man, I just love that loud steady in the water so i'm like you know what i'm not gonna right. have the tail's gonna be up and high and it's perfect because it's a bunny so it looks like a bunny tail but like once i get this thing epoxy i'm excited to see how how loud it is but that i would say two to three months out on that before they start dropping and i i don't think i'm not gonna do a list on those they'll probably just be small drops again because they're yeah. one and they're gonna take a long time but right a little tip for people: If you come to the gathering and like toxic days, I'm trying to go to both of those. I'll have, I'll have a little amount for each of those. I like the shows, and I think giving people incentive to come out to shows is going to be, it's fun. I just love meeting people; it's the best. So, if you want like baits that are hard to get on the drops, come to the shows because I'll have a lot more there. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of an incentive to come and kick it. <laughs> for sure. Have you been out to the gathering? Yeah, I went uh, the first and second year, and then last year I didn't end up making it. Um, I was pretty big into the car photography thing, and uh, yeah. I don't know how familiar you are with uh, Gatlinburg, the Slammed Enough Gatlinburg event. It sounds familiar. It's uh, it's it's pretty damn big. Um, I got invited to that on the media team, oh, and cool. it was it was right around the time I moved, and so like the bank account was looking real sketch. So I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, I, I can't make it to either. I was like, but it was a smart decision. And I plan on coming out there this year for the gathering. I've uh, I've been talking to Wayne a lot, and he, he's kind of talked me into it. He's pulled my arm enough. <laughs> cool. Glad, dude. It'd be cool to meet you in person finally. Yeah, for sure. Um, I want to I wanna give a huge shout-out to Kyle for coming on here. Uh, it was kind of spur of the moment. I think I texted him like Thursday or Friday, and <laughs> – he came with opening open arms and i i appreciate that a lot uh it's it's nice to um to reach out to people that i've never never talked to and them just be like yeah like like give, give me a time and date like th- this whole week i have i have people to record with that i've never legitimately carried on a conversation with other than facebook comment sections so um, I just think it's awesome, and I, I'm I'm happy I get to do this with all these people, and I'm, I'm happy that people are taking interest in it. Fair <clears throat> man, thank you so much for having me on. I think what you're doing is great, and keep at it, man. I'm like I'm gonna. I didn't even know I had seen your podcast a couple times, but I scrolled through and I saw Connor on there. Right. And all the names I knew, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go back and listen to this because this is fun. I appreciate it. Yeah, 
I'm uh, I'm I'm reaching out to uh, Phoenix. He's he's out of um, Minnesota. I don't yes. know if you you know him. And then uh, I'm he lives shoot. like forty five minutes down the road from. We haven't fished together yet. We were going to last year, but I ended up him and Marshall fish. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit up Marshall about coming on here too. I nice. think uh, those are two guys that'd be pretty cool. But That's I want to thank you for taking time out of your your busy night and turning off the heater in the shop, losing a few <laughs> degrees. <laughs> um, I will. I will link all throwback stuff. Do you have a YouTube channel where you post anything or is it just Instagram and Facebook? No, just Instagram, Facebook, eggs and bacon and the website. All right. Sounds good. I will link that in the description for everybody to, uh, to go check out. Make sure if you guys haven't already to give it a five star review on your listening platform, or if you don't give it a five star kind of hit me up and, and don't hurt my ratings. Just tell me what I can do better. <laughs> um, Very good. Follow, yeah, exactly. Make sure you guys follow the Instagram scales, uh, scales and tails underscore podcast uh, i want to give a big shout out to kyle for coming on here i appreciate it and i will talk to you guys next time thanks everybody